This episode will cover uh, the etiology, diagnosis, and treatment of uh, uh, viral hepatitis, right? And of course, we'll have uh, five different types of hepatitis that we talk about, uh, A, B, C, uh, D, and uh, E. And we'll uh, go through uh, the various uh, indicators uh, for each of them, right? So uh, what of hepatitis A? Uh, well, hepatitis A is transmitted uh, via contaminated food, water, milk, and shellfish. Um, it is typically... Uh, found uh, in day, uh, daycare center outbreaks, right? Uh, you can also have fecal uh, to uh, oral transmission. Uh, this has a six-day to six-week uh, incubation period, and the virus is shed uh, in the patient's stool up to two weeks before uh, the onset of symptoms. Uh, there's going to be uh, no chronic infection findings uh, for your uh, uh, clinical uh, tests, right? Uh, and treatment here is supportive, which is uh, generally not going to have a sequelae. Uh, other key factors that you want to know here is that you want to uh, provide uh, immunoglobulin to close contacts uh, without uh, HIV, HIV infection or vaccination. So these are people uh, who are near the affected patient um, but uh, uh, need to be uh, immunized, right? Uh, hepatitis B, what of that, right? Um, uh, hepatitis B is transmitted uh, through uh, infected blood, uh, uh, sexual contact, or it can be translated uh, perinatally. Uh, the incubation period is uh, between six weeks and six months. Uh, HDV can, can co-infect persons with HPV, so it's important uh, to remember that when you're uh, treating uh, patients uh, uh, with uh, HDV, or at least you're trying to remember how to treat a patient uh, with uh, hepatitis D, uh, treat the hepatitis B, uh, and that'll take care of the hepatitis D, right? But again, maybe I should bring that, should have brought that up uh, in the fourth section, right, on hepatitis uh, D. But uh, important to remember anyway, so just you just want to link the two. Uh, so uh, uh, hepatitis B has a, a high prevalence uh, in male patients uh, who have uh, uh, coitus uh, with uh, other men, uh, prostitutes, uh, and uh, intravenous drug users. Uh, fewer than uh, 1% of cases are fulminant. Um, uh, Adult-acquired infection uh, usually does not become uh, chronic, uh, and uh, uh, hepatitis B is uh, more common, uh, unfortunately, uh, in uh, Asian countries uh, and uh, immigrants from that region, right? Uh, so uh, how do you treat um, cases of hepatitis B? Uh, well, you treat it with uh, interferon and other uh, nucleotide or nucleoside analogs. Uh, the goal here is to uh, decrease the viral load and improve uh, the liver histology. Uh, and other things uh, that you might want to note um, are that uh, you want to uh, vaccinate patients uh, with a chronic uh, uh, hepatitis B infection against hepatitis A, right? And uh, the condition is associated with arthritis, um, glomerulonephritis, and polyarthritis nodosa. A chronic infection uh, can result in hepatocellular carcinoma. So that's HB. So that's uh, hepatitis B. What about hepatitis C? Uh, well, this is transmitted uh, through blood transfusion or intravenous drug use, as well as uh, uh, intranasal cocaine use or body piercing. Uh, the incubation period is uh, between six to seven weeks. Uh, uh, what are you going to find uh, in terms of uh, your clinical uh, observations? Uh, well, the illness is often uh, mild or asymptomatic and is characterized by waxing and waning aminotransferases. Uh, it's important to remember that the hepatitis C antibody is not protective. Uh, the antibody appears uh, six weeks to nine months after infection, uh, and uh, the a uh, practitioner can diagnose the condition, uh, at least acute uh, cases, uh, uh, when you see uh, hepatitis C RNA. Uh, and more than 70% of infections, unfortunately, uh, do become chronic, right? So how do you treat hepatitis C? Uh, well, uh, you provide interferon with uh, ribavirin uh, combination therapy. Uh, and it's important to remember that you want to vaccinate patients uh, with hepatitis C against both hepatitis A and hepatitis B. Uh, and complications can include a cryoglobulinemia uh, and a membranoproliferative uh, glomerulonephritis, as well as a hepatocellular carcinoma in patients uh, who are suffering uh, from liver failure, right? So uh, hepatitis uh, D, right? Uh, what of this? Uh, well, 
Uh, here, of uh, like I said earlier, this requires a coexistent uh, hepatitis B infection, uh, per and as well as percutaneous exposure, and is uh, usually found uh, intravenous uh, drug users uh, and high-risk HBSSAG uh, uh, carriers, right? Uh, what, what to expect in terms of your clinical findings? Uh, well, here are the anti-hepatitis D IgM uh, will be present in acute cases. Uh, and immunity uh, to uh, hepatitis B implies immunity to hepatitis D. So again, just link the two. Uh, how do you treat uh, hepatitis uh, uh, D? Treat the hepatitis B. Uh, and uh, uh, things that you want to note here. Um, uh, if uh, the condition is acquired as a superinfection uh, in a chronic hepatitis B, there's an increased risk uh, in uh, infection severity uh, increasing, right? So, uh, fulminant hepatitis or chronic or severe, I'm uh, oh, sorry, fulminant hepatitis or severe chronic hepatitis with uh, rapid progression to liver failure can occur. Uh, and unfortunately, the condition is associated uh, with an increased risk of contracting a pathocellular carcinoma. And that brings me to the final uh, category here. This is your hepatitis E uh, here. Uh, this is going to be trans, uh, have a fecal-to-oral uh, transmission route. Uh, you'll have a positive uh, will test on your serology uh, for uh, uh, hepatitis E, right? Uh, treatment is primarily supportive. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, the condition, uh, hepatitis E, that is, uh, is um, particularly endemic uh, to uh, India, Afghanistan, Mexico, uh, and Algeria. Uh, it carries a 10 to 20% mortality rate uh, in uh, pregnant women, right? And that concludes this episode on the etiologies, diagnosis, and treatment of viral hepatitis.